Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank uh, studio. I'm so, so thrilled to have Citizens Bank as a sponsor of the Ricky Matthews Show studio. Uh, great people, uh, wonderful company, and uh, you know, thrilled to have them. So from the Citizens Bank studio, we're here again this morning celebrating the people who are working so hard to make Mississippi such a great place to live, uh, work, and play. Hey, a couple of quick things to, to mention, and uh, I want to share a... a, a um, uh, a couple of quotes with you this morning, but I was having a conversation last week. I forgot which guest it was, but I relayed a, a discussion that my wife Ann and I had that morning. And you know, I th- one of the one of the biggest pieces of feedback I get about this show is that they enjoy that it is typically sort of a breath of fresh air that we're we're having conversations about um, the positive things in coastal Mississippi and getting to know leaders and what makes them tick and the kind of efforts that they're involved with and all that. And it's not, as a general rule, political. Uh, in fact, rarely will we talk about politics unless it involves an issue. And uh, from time to time, I'll post a frustration I have about the political situation on my personal Facebook page. And then my wife, Ann, will immediately tell me, don't do that. <laughs> don't do Because there's no win to post anything. And I, I'm not necessarily digging in or anything. I'm just, just posting about it. And she says, don't be political. Don't be political. Um, we grew up, our, our family grew up, we went to Smoky Mountains about every every year with our kids. And, and then as they got older, we went to national parks all over the, all over the United States. And that was a, that was cool journeys we took along the way. But even when we went to Glacier National Park, or maybe into Canada, or all along the, the Rocky Mountains, or wherever we went. We always would eventually get back to the Smoky Mountains, and one of the things, we loved it there, but we loved, like, taking the kids to Dollywood, and we loved what Dolly Parton st- stood for, and, and Ann looks at me, and she says, you need to be Dolly Parton. <laughs> I said, well, thank you, Ann. I'd, I'd love to be, but the point she's making is that Dolly has this wonderful ability to just connect with everybody, and and she doesn't get involved in politics, and she does it extremely well, and uh I, I'm certainly not trying to be Dolly Parton on this show, but I think that the positive messages of this show, uh, the the positive messages of our guests, often, um, you know, really, uh, really, I think, give people a lift me up, and for that, I'm very thankful, and I'm, I'm honored to be here. Uh, let me share a quote that someone passed to me, and uh, I think it came from. Hashtag inspiration, but I don't actually know who said it. It's pretty simple. The greatest gift you can give someone is your time, your love, and your attention. The greatest gift you can give someone is your time, your love, and your attention. Isn't that true, though? 
whether you're talking about your family or your friends or people. I love giving people time in the, on this show, giving them the opportunity to shine on this show. Um, I'm a big fan of Steve Jobs. I've, I've read just about everything that's been written about him, his inspiration, his innovation. Um, will go down in history being some of the most significant. He was tough. He was a bull in the china shop oftentimes. And um, he had his own perception of the world, that is for sure. And they, in fact, they talked about it. They called it an alternate universe often. But uh, he died back in 2011, back in October 2011. But one of the things he said along the way, he said a lot of really important things, but one of the things he said was, sometimes life is going to hit you in the head with a brick, but don't lose faith faith. You know, I, I think that's true. I think anyone who's involved in doing stuff that's hard, that's doing stuff that's innovative, you're going you're gonna to face some really, really difficult times. And overcoming the adversities, getting back fo- focused again, I think is the key to success. And one last one from Coach Prime. I have actually loved watching the Colorado situation. And um, it's amazing what, what Deion Sanders has been able to do in one year. But, you know, he lives by example. People can say you're, he's cocky and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is what he's doing is transformative. And it will be very interesting over the next year or two or three to watch to see how his leadership uh, makes a difference. But one of the things he said along the way is this. Answer your call. Respond to the challenges of life. You're called to do so much more than what you're doing. And you must step up and take on the challenges you're, you're faced with head on. Now is the time to go. Go, go, go. I think that's so true, man. I mean, all of us are faced with challenges and just time to just kind of pick ourselves up and move back forward again. If I go back and uh, look at the conversations I'm enjoying this show, uh, two that I've had recently, one with my friend Julian Rankin, who's the executive director of the Walter Anderson Museum of Art. I always enjoy spending time with Julian because his work goes way beyond the work at Walter Anderson Museum. The outreach they're doing, the community building that they're they're doing under Julian and that wonderful board of trustees leadership is really, really good. And then the other is a friend that uh, that I made on this show, and uh, Cammie Martin, the 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 content producer for this show, said, you're going to love Chef Nick Wallace. You're just going to love him. And so he and I spent some time together. He was uh, Mississippi's first Food Network chop champion. He's got a lot of other distinctions that, that we'll get into in a minute. But it was in the conversation with Nick that I learned that there had been some collaboration with Julian. And um, and then I said, you know, then Nick and I had talked, Julian and I had talked in the last couple of weeks, but I wanted to get Nick and Julian together at the same time to talk about the evolution of their relationship, how it has kind of turned a corner into some innovative ideas that will actually end up creating a concept for the Walter Anderson Museum of Art as a result of that of, of that of that friendship and uh, their uh, you know basic collaborations together. So, without any further ado, let me welcome my friend Jeff uh, Chef Nick Wallace and uh, my friend Julian Rankin, uh, both of you, back to the Ricky Matthews Show. How you guys doing? Good, good. Thank you for having me. Oh yeah, doing well. It's good to see you. So, so Julian, I'll kind of let you set it up. Just remind people, when you came to Ocean Springs, 
you had had you had written a book, uh, a, a popular book about about a, a catfish farmer and the challenges that he had, and you'd worked in the museum world in in uh, in Jackson, and then you landed here. I, you came here with a lot of accolades. I looked forward to getting to know you better, and as it turned out, everything everyone had hoped for in your leadership, you were you were providing. But it was actually during your time in Jackson that you met Nick. So why don't you kind of set that up? Right, absolutely. Well, I came you know, to the coast from Jackson in the Mississippi Museum of Art, and I'm a wonderful institution in its own right. But Nick and I, you know, collaborated there, you know, early 2010s is when he, you know, I started in 2010, and a couple years later, um, he joined as the chef. And, you know, we obviously had a catering business, so he had a, a restaurant there, but we dubbed him, um, gave him a new title of culinary curator. And so I was the marketing director at the time, and he and I hit it off, and we're really interested in storytelling and, you know, obviously art, but taking it into the food um, landscape and trying to think about how art also, just like food, these mediate conversations about potentially difficult issues, but they also just bring us together around a shared table. And um, and so we would do pop-up restaurants every month that really became popular in Jackson. These would be themed around the collection or themed around, you know, some cool idea in Mississippi. Wilderness was one I remember fondly. We went out deer hunting, didn't actually get a deer to, to, to use, but we would go out and seek inspiration from the landscape itself. And so that's where it all started. And since then, we've stayed in touch. You know, we've got a book project that we've been working on for years that's uh, kind of getting towards the finish line. Um, and like you said, you know, there's uh, there's some stuff happening here on the coast. Where we're bringing Nick back down a little bit to, to share with us. But I was there for all of his rise, um, you know, as a, a storyteller from Mississippi, as a Food Network star. And I think we really bounced well, uh, you know, against each other. And as his brand has developed, and, you know, and my and my career has grown. They've really just intertwined um, between the both of us, and we're on the journey together, just like we all are here in Mississippi. Hey, hey Nick, when you hear uh, Julian talk. I've often said of him, he's one of the better communicators that I've come in touch with, mm-hmm. and his ability to describe a situation or a role that he or the or the museum or any effort he's involved with plays in the community, he's just really good at it. When you met him, did you realize immediately that there was going to be some sort of match here? Yeah, when I first met Julian, um, it honestly was a kind of a match made in heaven. Um, he listened to me, uh, listened to him, and it didn't take long to just know the force of his creative lifestyle, too. Um, I love he has like a little quirkiness about him. Um, uh, I think he's fun. Uh, he's innovative. Uh, so a lot of that just kind of, um, you know, blend well. And he loved food. So it was like perfect. And he loves to write. So it took a lot of that away from me and we could sit down and we used to sit down in the gallery sometime and, and talk and build off inspiration off of, you know, art. So it was a wonderful thing, but it did not take long. Well, what's, what's been interesting as I've, as I've heard about you, Nick, you've through your experiences on, on television and you're just, metamorphosis I would say that you've become a good communicator that you also have uh, have wanted to find what your impact's going to be beyond just the work as a food guy so when we get back on the other side we'll start with that part and then we'll uh, kind of evolve to talk about how the collaborations played out in Jackson and then then we'll come down to what's going to happen down here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with uh, Chef Nick Wallace and my friend Julian Rankin. We'll see you after this. 
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show. I have uh, my friend Julian Rankin and Chef Nick Wallace with us. And when we went to break, I was just talking about this evolution that Nick has gone through. In fact, when I started the show with Nick, when we met a few weeks ago, I, I, I reminded the audience that, of course, Mississippi is the birthplace of American music. I mean, we have the king of rock and rolls from here. The father of country music is from here. The king of blues is from here. There's, it's just undeniable the role that Mississippi's played in inspiring music around the world. But the point I made to Nick as well is that there's a there's a role that that food has played. You know, the, 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 there is there is a unique food uh, in Mississippi, and that also, and the culture around that is inspired cooks around the world as well. And you got that, Nick, when we were talking. And one of the one of the interesting things about your evolution is the fact that, like Julian, Julian sees he doesn't run a museum. I mean, that's nice that he does, but but he sees the the outreach of the museum, the way the museum can morph into so many different, you know. Uh, ways is the way that the the the, the museum is ultimately going to going to make its mark. You knew that your work was not just about culinary; that it was way bigger than that, didn't you? Yes, uh, but I knew food was going to take me, you know, uh, you know, faster to get to that path. Um, and yeah, just to be honest, like I love food. Food is is dear to me. That's that's how I was raised. But it's so many other things that's on the walls, you know, outside the walls of food. And I always wanted to, you know, be an impact in my community, be an impact in Mississippi. And that comes with, you know, consistency, too. Um, And one thing I just don't like is, you know, how a lot of times a, a, a lot of these major companies will come into Mississippi, do something one time and you won't see them again. So I know that, you know, the impact is always about consistency. Um, And I love the community of Mississippi, and that's the reason why I get out there on TV and um, I train. You know, I'm a leader. I'm I'm, I'm 44 years old. So my next 40 years in life really needs to be a huge impact. So I look at that to be a God. And meeting Julian, um, you know, he helped me find my voice. And, and he helped me build up a lot of confidence so I can get it, get my word out there to the world. And we have some special people here in Mississippi. Well, you, you heard that the, the quote that I, I said at the beginning from Steve Jobs, that sometimes life go, is going to hit you in the head with a brick, but don't lose faith. Part of succeeding is failing. Part of succeeding is when you talk about finding your voice, you just like that roll off your tongue like it's no big deal. But that takes a lot of work, doesn't it? Um, yeah, 20 years, you know. Um, so it's, it's 20 years in that, and it wasn't, you know, nothing that happened overnight. And, you know, I've been a chef uh, in Jackson uh, since I was 19 years old, um, and I'm 44 now. So it, it took to go through those obstacles and all. But it's great when you can be in your 40s and you can kind of see your path and, and have that confidence that's built up behind it, too. And you get to share a lot of stories and mentor and, and help God because we, we all have something to give. I, f- I, found, the, I found the same thing, uh, Nick, along the way. I often said, and I said it on the show many times, that 
the more we learn, the more we better learn how much we don't know. And, and in fact, the older we get, the more we've got to realize that. And that, I call that wisdom, actually. And what it does is it creates a thirst for knowledge. It, it makes you want to continue to learn. I often, often said as a publisher, you know, people would say, gosh, you, you're the publisher of a newspaper. You must, you must know a lot. Well, I would say, well, I guess I know a lot about a lot of things, but you know what I mainly know? How much I don't know. <laughs> because you, it's, it is a humbling, it, being, being wise and, and being true to your wisdom is a very, very humbling thing. And it keeps you thirsty for wanting to know more, learn more, figure out what your mark is. It, it makes you calmer about it as well. But does all that relate to you, Nick? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I was raised by some some just very impressive women. And the men was, you know, they, they was manly men, but they stayed out there in the, in, the, in the world and cutting down trees. You know, it was a lot of logging in my family. But the women was the ones that, you know, was the most powerful, I think, because they was the ones that was keeping the family going, nurturing everybody. They was the one that was planning for the next season. You know, so I, I, I had most of that throughout my life. Um, so, man, just to be guided off of that and, and wrap that into your storytelling and your wisdom, it's a, it's a really powerful thing. Again, just the way you said that, uh, you know, wrap it into your storytelling and your storytelling and your rhythm. I, I love the way you say that, but, but, but Julian, when you hear Nick speak about that wisdom and about that evolution, I see you smiling the whole time. You know, you, you, you're proud of him, aren't you? Oh, for, for sure. And, you know, I've, Nick mentions, you know, we've written and collaborated together. We would ride out to his family farm and I would record conversations and we would work on, you know, whether that was content for the museum or other stories for magazines. And so I've, I've gotten used to hearing and, and hearing the story in his words. And obviously he strings together his story um, on his own. But I also see just the connections just to say when he was talking, I was thinking about what you were saying about this idea of toil and challenge and even what he's gone through. So, you know, chopped the mystery basket on, on Food Network on that show. I mean, this is what it is. You don't know what you're going to get in life. You got to pick it up, open it up. And what you've got in this case is the source material from Mississippi, from the people who raised you, you know, what you've inherited. And then you've got to perform and innovate and, and have that comfort level to improvise. And that's what that show is. But that in a lot of ways is what life is. You're never going to have the perfect pantry. You're always going to have to you know, innovate a little bit or the ingenuity that goes back to the Delta Blues. I mean, playing, you know, music off of, uh, you know, a guitar string and, you know, a an old wooden broomstick, this kind of thing is rooted in where we come from. So the land that ties Nick together, that ties obviously the Walter Anderson Museum in, into it. When we look at where our food comes from, it's all a big system and you need leaders to step up, especially in a place like Mississippi that doesn't have a ton of people. You need people like Nick to take that charge and to speak on behalf of their um, experience, but also for other people too. Nick, what I love about it, I don't know how much you and I talked about this when we were on the show before. I know that Julian and I have definitely talked about it, but there is um, when we when when anyone with with wisdom and a, a sense of leadership, and when they represent this state and they lead the state and go to other places. There's a sense of responsibility to say, okay, I don't know what you're thinking about this place, but let me let me show you that what you're thinking may be wrong. 
and it, it, Mississippi's made a tremendous amount of progress. And you know, the, I want you to get a sense of the heart and soul of this place. We, I don't know if you and I talked about that, but even if we did, it'd be great to to chat about it again. But when you're when you're outside the state in your own TV, and do you feel the weight of that responsibility on you? I do. Um, it's, it's, it used to be really, really, uh, bad. You know, I used to be a little sensitive about it. Um, and I found my power in it and my power in it was kind of being that protector. Um, I wasn't like that when I first started getting on TV shows back in 2012, but the harassment, you know, of the negative words and all is, is, is out there. Uh, and I, and I believe every state has their own failures, and I just don't know why ours sometimes can be a little bit louder than others. Um, but we know the truth about it. And we have some unique goodness here. And we have a sophistication that, um, you know, that, that is unique to us. That, that is great. And I always practice uh, and, and the storytelling, even for the judges and all, when I was getting, you know, comp- you know judged on, was letting them know, like, take a visit to Mississippi. Because you're judging my Mississippi cuisine about like being birthed and rooted in Mississippi, but you never have put your toe inside of Mississippi. You know, it could be a little bit vague and a little bit of bias. So I welcome you to come to Mississippi. And, and that has transitioned and, and their minds and all are completely blown once they get here. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I don't know, Julian, if you're the one who told me the story about this. You may have, and if you did, you can remind me the whole story. But there was a reporter or someone from the Northeast, young white woman, and she was coming down to the Delta, and she was going to do a story about something having to do with the Delta. And she went up to. You remember the story? And she went. There was an elderly black woman on a porch. And she had to go down a long driveway, and she decided to go. And in her mind, she expected one reaction. And the reaction that she got absolutely blew her mind and changed her perception for the rest of her life. But it was the the old woman said, "Come on, dear, sit down with me. Let me go get you. A, let me go get you a cup of, of a, a glass of sweet tea." And she did. And they sat together and they talked for a long time. You know, dispelling myths, that's one of the most important things that we could do. But did you tell me that story, Julian? I couldn't remember. <clears throat> but it is, a, you know, it's a, it probably plays out over and over again, where people come in from the outside, they expect one thing, and what they get is something totally different. And you're going to, you know what, I, I say it all the time, but whether you're center right or center left, most people are somewhere in the middle. And uh, Mississippi's done a really good job getting it over its its pains. We always have work to do. But when we have the opportunity to share our story to the rest of the world, we got a chance to project something that may be different than their perception. And that's always, I think, most of the time, very positive for us. Hey, when we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation with Julian Rankin from the Walter Anderson Museum and Nick Wallace, who is a chef who, as you can see from the conversation, has done some cool stuff as well. We'll see you on the other side. Reminding you why we all love living in Mississippi. It's the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk 103.1. 
Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizens Bank Studio. And uh, I'm joined with my friend Julian Rankin and Chef Nick Wallace and really enjoying the conversation. Listen, guys, I don't know if you have the uh, the, the latest uh, ear pods. <laughs> Speaking of, of uh, Steve Jobs, I have one in my hand because the other one hit the ground. Do you notice that when you drop an ear pod, it's like a Super Bowl? <laughs> there is no telling where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. And I drop one, and I can't see it anywhere in sight. So I have absolutely no idea where it went. They ought to figure out a way to put some kind of device inside this thing so it comes back to you once it hits the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Lord. So anyway, yeah, I enjoyed that conversation, Nick, as we talked about how you know, feeling some responsibility. But one of the cool things things about what's embedded in all of your responses is this notion of what what you said and what Julian said about you sort of finding your voice and the rhythm of that and uh, not letting the negativity of others affect what you're going to do to represent and it's cool to, it's cool to see that and and literally the whole time he's talking Julian I can see you kind of sh- shaking your head because it's important I mean we're all going to be ambassadors we all have if we're serious about it, whether we're in a whether they have a radio show or run a museum or own a food network as a chef, and all points in between, we all have a responsibility when we leave here to project what the Mississippi that we love, don't we? Yeah, certainly. And you know, I think in some ways, you know, I like to think in metaphors, but I think with someone like Nick and myself, and this is true with any good collaboration is, you know, you're finding where, where you can compliment somebody else. And so, you know, you know, this as someone who facilitates story. A lot of times as a journalist, you'll hear someone, you'll interview someone and, and they will not realize how compelling or salient what they're saying might be like they're weaving together. And I had this experience writing the book I, that you mentioned about the catfish farmer, you know, telling me these epic tales and I was a facilitator of it, but without me, you know, it, that story lives in his head and he doesn't necessarily know how important historically it might be. Similarly with myself, you know, I can't cook, but I can eat. You know, Nick is, is a chef, but he's only one man. He needs someone to, you know, help uh, tell his story in some ways or just to go along the journey. And these spin out into collaborations that then take root in the real world. And it is like building a dish. But I think with the leadership you're talking about, that's where I've seen as I've grown older. You know, I came with my own baggage of writing and storytelling, having come from a family of artists. You know, you don't think you're capable. And then you, you grow up for longer, you live, stay around long enough and you realize, you know, all you have to do is, is suit up and show up and try your best. And things typically will happen. But even if you want to supercharge that, you find other people who have similar vision and that you can join forces with them to bring something else to the table. And that's where you know, life never becomes easy, but there's a little bit of a hack there because your talent is aligned with a purpose. And so that's what's happening here in Mississippi in, in everything that we're involved in. I think all three of us, I mean, something that's happening at the museum, which we'll talk about, we have a concept. We're bringing Nick Wallace to the coast um, with, a, with a restaurant called Hen and Egg. And it connects to his story, but it also connects to Walter Anderson and it connects to the Mississippi land and the agricultural tradition. And that's really where I get really excited. I, I nod my head because I see the story telling threads that are just waiting to be connected. It's, it's an, it is an evolution. It's an evolution. And there's a there's a uh, phrase that I, or an explanation I often gave 
when we're looking for, say, a new employee to do a certain job, and you've got someone over here that is extraordinarily well trained, but they're but they have a little their attitude's not quite right, or maybe they're they're not they're not on board with the fact that life's a journey, there's a lot to learn, and excited about what they're doing, excited about the potential, but they're really well trained, and they could come into this job right now and just really knock it out of the park. And you've got somebody over here that's got a little bit of a you know not quite there but on the other side you've got you know but they 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 are eager to tackle life and they they're passionate about about life and they want to learn I'm always hire that second person every time because a year from now you're going to have a well-trained person that still has those attributes that are positive. It's the same thing in the in the community that if you're willing to like get in there and work hard and learn and flex those muscles and continue to 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 do that. Eventually, you'll start to figure out. Wow, you know this. The accumulation of the learning, the accumulation of all of this experience is is putting me in a place now where I can actually make a difference. And you know, at some point, most people in the community do find that place. They say, "Well, I'm better off just staying here, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to really give it everything I've got." Or I'm going to go learn about that organization. I'm going to go learn about that organization. I'm going to try to, you know, and the accumulation of those things really, really work out. I like the way you describe that, actually, a hack. Um, because you, sometimes you just have to put your nose down and just go do it, mm-hmm. even though you feel like it's uncomfortable, it's difficult, I don't know anything about it, I got to fake it till I make it, whatever, however you want to say it. But if you're determined, it will work out, won't it, Julian? Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, just to talk about this, you know, what we're looking at here with Nick and, and he's, he's going to be down this week on the coast looking at this uh, the space for his new kitchen. And you know, we're developing at the museum a, a site called The Traveler, which is going to be a coffee shop and restaurant inspired by Anderson's Global Travels and Returns Home. He always came back to Mississippi. So, I mean, I, I would turn it to Nick and, and have, maybe give him a platform to talk a bit about what this means on the coast. I'll just say that the hen and egg concept, the, the restaurant hen and egg, breakfast, lunch, and chicken, um, it'll have a menu that's inspired, you know, not just by you know Nick's own experience, but the journeys he's taken across the state. He was down here on the coast not long ago for our book project, and we got to meet with Sue Wynn of Bakery and talk about the Vietnamese tradition. We went and got, you know, shrimp off of, uh, you know, a boat that was ready to, to, to go into the Creole. We sourced some ingredients that were foreign to Nick, but based in the coast, and he then made made his own dish. So I'll just turn it to Nick and give him maybe a chance yeah. to, to say what's exciting about coming to the coast. The egg thing is his own tradition, but it's also got an Anderson connection. It's existential, no pun intended. It's a very fruitful uh, landscape we're playing with, so it's exciting. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah. Yeah, th- this is a uh, kind of a, man, this is going to be heaven um, putting together hen and egg, um, and especially on the coast. And the way, and the way I see uh, myself even separate from this is, you know, I'm such a big Mississippi supporter. Uh, the coast uh, is somewhere I always wanted to be able to lay my eggs in a sense uh, because it, it's just one of those perfect spots. You know, if you're visiting Mississippi, that's a place that you want to be. Uh, so this is like a par- perfect opportun- uh, opportunity to be so close to the waterways. Uh, but also to bring in, you know, hen and egg, and it's going to be slow food served fast, and it's going to have heart. It's, it's going to have a lot of passion. Um, it, it's uh, the way to pull this off is all about planning, and a lot of those is the processes of how I have been running my life. It's all about planning. So I'm looking forward to 
you know, having some of these rustic meals for breakfast, you know, to really help people start their day, but also to entice them to be like, you know what, I got to see what's going on for lunch, you know, and then you're going to, you're going to indulge in lunch and, and what is up with this chicken thing for afternoon, you know, it, it's, it's, it's fun. And that's what food should be about. And it's like sitting at the table, you know, at a communal table, just having conversations over a, over a plate of food. You know, you could sit down with your worst enemy over a plate of food. And, and I'm thinking a lot of things is really going to calm down. So I'm loving the fact that, you know, I can have a, you know, a part of my rooted system on the coast uh, connected with, you know, Julian, connected with Walter Anderson's museum. And I, I can't wait. This is very exciting. And I'll be there all day tomorrow. And I'm looking forward to it. Hey, Nick, one of the interesting things about your story is that, maybe rooted in soul food and what's happened over the years is you've had the opportunity to be influenced by so many different types of food. And it would be interesting to watch. You talked about, you know, you're 44 and you've got 40 more years to go. It's going to be interesting to watch that evolution to see what kind of innovation happens in the foods that you create. It, it will be interesting to see how it evolves in the hen and egg concept. But that's got to be exciting to you to see, to be able to not just be someone who speaks well about your, your about what you do, but but also the opportunity to, to uh, innovate your culinary part of, of what you do. Day. Yes, it's going to be super exciting. Every every day that I wake up, it's always another thought of something, you know, another mission to tackle. Uh, the biggest part about my life and, and my story of food is preservation. So I think, you know, my food, I want it to be preserved, you know, and regardless if you're, you're preserving food, but I want to preserve the history of, you know, a lot of the things I was taught. So my next 40 years is going to be even explosive. I'm going to be running just like I was in my 20s, um, you know, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it because it's, I'm in my happy place um, because I'm, I own my own company. I get to work with the people that I want to work with. And that is the most exciting thing. So I hope Ocean Springs and the coast know what they're about to be hit with because this is going to be a family affair. We're going to do this and uh, you're going to enjoy every moment and we're going to create and make that an even bigger landmark um, right there at Walter Anderson. Well, we're visiting with uh, Chef Nick Wallace and my friend Julian uh, Rankin from the Walter Anderson Museum and about this cool collaboration they're going to be doing over in Ocean Springs. When we come back on the other side, I'll let, I'll let uh, 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 Julian kind of pick it up from there, but also talk about what are the what are the sort of situations that created this opportunity that's, that's you know, going to actually add to what is now a wonderful campus for the Walter Anderson Museum of Art in Ocean Springs. We'll see you after this break. Matthew show on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. 
Well, welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show from the Citizen Bank uh, Studio. I have my friend Julian Rankin from the Walter Anderson Museum of Art and also Chef Nick Wallace. And uh, Nick's joining us from uh, from Jackson. And uh, let, let, when Nick when Nick talked about how excited he is about the new concept that he's going to bring in collaboration with the museum to Ocean Springs, Julie, why don't you kind of pick it up from there and also remind people the the sequence of events that occurred that enabled this opportunity? Right. Well. You know, for those who don't know, you know, the museum campus is growing, and one of the projects is called The Traveler, which is going to be, you know, um, a coffee shop, restaurant, and the whole environment that's inspired by Walter Anderson's travels, but also the, the craft of mid-century Shearwater pottery. You know, it'll be all handmade and funky and lived in, almost like an exhibition space where you can eat and relax and commune with each other. But the restaurant piece was something we knew we wanted to bring. So as we've talked about, I've been working with Nick Wallace for some time in, in my past postings, but he really is the quintessential museum chef in Mississippi. So he was at the Mississippi Museum of Art. We talked about the culinary curator identity that he cultivated there. And then now he's you know runs the Nissan Cafe at the two Mississippi museums, you know, the History and Civil Rights Museum. So he's of anybody in Mississippi, not only are we good collaborators, but he has that understanding and knows how to how to work into a museum atmosphere. And that's part of what's fun about it. So we I approached him some year or so ago. You know, the Mississippi Arts Commission is actually helping with this project through their building fund for the arts. So it's it's all about arts and creativity, not just visual art, but all the interdisciplinary types of art we talk about. And Anderson was such a good example. So if I was really going to connect it all back, if people were asking, why is Nick Wallace there? You know, if you think about Walter Anderson and what we were just talking about with Nick, this idea of having um, a self-taught mixed with an academic training. So, you know, this idea of Nick learning in the kitchen from his his grandmothers and, and taking this kind of wisdom and passed down in that space and combining it with French technique that he learned and, you know, in culinary school. Anderson did the same thing. If you think about the seven motifs that Anderson used, these are like the, the handmade ancient forms that we all play with, the gravies, the ruse, you know, all this stuff. But then Anderson also went to academic uh, institutions, went to France, brought his own inspiration back from France. So in a lot of ways, what you're seeing with Nick and many people who live in this global world is you, you go out and you seek inspiration and you take it back home. And so in some ways, it's very fitting that Anderson and, and Nick Wallace are both talking about these same philosophies. Not to mention Anderson was also a farmer, if people don't know. There was a time when he was cultivating the land and was rooted in that, that same homesteading tradition that Nick embodies. So I think that's, I mean, all that is so exciting. And then I'll just say, just an Anderson quote to tie it all together, hen and egg, we talked about this idea of the egg. It's such a great symbol of ancestry and rebirth. Anderson had a quote, he said, the force of life must find expression in the egg. So again, not to, not to say we have to connect everything to Anderson's writings, but he gave us such a cosmic foundation. And in this case, it's connecting right back to contemporary creativity, Inter innovation, interdisciplinary art making, and also economy and community. And, and that's really what's so, so exciting about the development that we're doing and having Hen and Egg, you know, be the cornerstone uh, of that new, new traveler uh, concept. And tell where it's going to be located. It's directly behind the museum, contiguous with our campus. So Joseph Street is technically the, the, the other street on that corners with Washington, where we sit currently. And people will never have maybe noticed this site, but now that when you visit the museum, you'll see if you wrap around the side of the museum, our, our gardens will now continue into this other lot, which has a wonderful building, historic that we're bringing back and, and renovating. So it'll be a, a literal extension, the only piece of earth that is contiguous with our campus. 
And Nick, what's interesting about Julian, Chris, Julian has, again, he's such a wonderful communicator. He makes you excited as you hear sort of the vision for what you guys' uh, collaboration is going to result in. But I watch you smile. I mean, I can generally, I, I can, I, for people who are not, who are listening on the radio and not, or podcast and not watching on um, video, Nick is truly excited about this. He can't wait to do this. I can tell that, Nick. I mean, that's true, isn't it? Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm so excited. I can't. I can't wait until in the morning because I'll be there. Um, you know, being around communities, it's so much walking traffic. You know, that community there is just uh, explosive. Um, I love that everybody kind of comes together. You have so many. Uh, powerful embedded entrepreneurs around. They do so many wonderful festivals that pull in so many different groups. Um, and it's just so powerful working with Julian because now we get to come, you know, come up with a bike lane. You know, you can ride your bike to go pick up food and you can like go through like you're going through a drive through. So a lot of those things there, like I, I want to think outside the box, you know, that that's, I get bored easy. And when I met Julian, he kind of helps me with that suffering of getting bored easy. And that's the reason why I like to take on a lot. I like to focus on the community. I like to focus on that plate of food. I like to train. I like to, you know, be remembered. Um, and, yeah, I think um, this is perfect. Yes, I'm extremely happy and I can't wait to be there. Wow, wow, wow. It's cool. Uh, and the, the evolution will continue. So what are you doing at this meeting tomorrow? So tomorrow we're gonna we're gonna be looking at the kitchen layout. Uh, we're gonna walk the property. We need to bring down, you know, a lot of the people that's gonna be uh, helping us build out this. And we're gonna, you know, be sociable and and get a bite to eat. And uh, yeah, and and cheers, you know, to the success going forward. Well, guys, we're out of time for today. I, I congratulate you on continuing this this wonderful collaboration, and uh, good luck on on this venture. I can't wait to go over there and watch it watch it come out of the ground, and also eat there. So, uh, Chef Nick Wallace and my friend Julian Rankin, it's been a pleasure to spend some time with both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow. <laughs> Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.